0: This is I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. The following is a recent Sunday morning message given by Pastor Robert Brown. So on our, our first slide, we're coming out of Jude, the first chapter and the third verse. This is the second to last book of the Bible, Jude, the first chapter and the third verse. Let me set up this scripture for you. Amen. We must remember or be introduced to the fact that Jude was the brother of Jesus. All right. Jude was the brother of Jesus. Hallelujah. If we want to get more technical, he was the half brother of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. There was James and there was Jude. The, book of J- the writer of the book of James was Jesus' half-brother. And the writer of the book of Jude is Jesus' half-brother. So what does that mean? That Jude's father was Joseph and his mother was Mary. Hallelujah. Jesus' father was, hallelujah, Father God, and his mother was Mary. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Here Jude is Um, sharing this letter with the newly converted Jews who are now followers of Christ, or the Messiah, hallelujah, in Jerusalem. It's important that we understand who his audience is as he writes this letter, hallelujah. Let's also remember that his audience would have been made up of people who were still struggling with Do I keep the Ten Commandments to go to heaven, or do I follow Christ to go to heaven? Hallelujah. This is what they had done for 1,500 years, keeping the law. Hallelujah. And all of a sudden, amen, hallelujah. Now we're followers of Christ, but we're trying to work out truly what is right, what we believe. All right? Hallelujah. Dare I say those of us in the Christian circles, hallelujah, if you've been in church for 20, 30, 40 years and you have... Uh, built your Christianity on your behavior getting you to heaven hallelujah now you hear me talking about hallelujah That it's through Christ that we get to heaven it's not on you it's on him hallelujah you just make a decision that you believe in his uh his death hallelujah paying for our sins and his resurrection amen showing our justification hallelujah now you hear me sharing this hallelujah you might be in the same position as the audience that Jude was talking to my god with all that in mind, let's jump into our scripture. Hallelujah. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic version. And it reads, Beloved. So we know he's talking to the household of faith. Hallelujah. Those that are saved. He's saying beloved. Hallelujah. He's not going to say beloved to, to, to sinners. All right. Or non-believers. Beloved. My whole concern was to write to you in regard to our common salvation. But. I found it necessary and was impelled to write to you urgently, appeal to you, and exhort or encourage you to contend for the faith which was once for all handed down to the saints, the faith which is the sum of Christian belief, which was delivered verbally to the holy people. Of God, so he had one intent when he was writing to these—I hate to use the word—but Christian Jews. But he had to—he uh, felt impelled that he must urgently appeal to them to encourage them that they must contend for the faith. Where are you going with this today, Brother Pastor? We live in some confusing times. There's a lot of messages going on in the world. There's a lot of propaganda out there. There's a lot of subliminal messages. The messages are in our schools being shared to our children. The messages are on the news. And we that we consume every day. It's in our newspapers. It's on our radios. Dare I say, it's in our churches. But it begs the question: What do we believe as Christians? Where is our mindset? What do we believe? Do we mix Christianity with a little bit of our cultural opinion? Do we mix it a little bit with our political point of view? Do we mix it a little bit with the world's secular point of view? See, there was an attack on the doctrine of Jesus at this time. That was he really the son of God? Did he really die in the flesh? Did he really rise from the dead? And these are foundations to the Christian walk. If you don't believe that Jesus rose from the dead, hallelujah, there there is no Christianity. Hallelujah. Now with us in this more modern times, in this age of information, hallelujah, We've got to really lock in on what we believe based on the word, not on the pastor's opinion, hallelujah. Dare I say, if y'all don't get mad at me, your own opinion. But what does the holy word of God say? Because if you built your point of view on anything other than the revelation that we get from the word, it's like sinking sand, my God. With that being said, hallelujah, and, I, and God told me to be joyful today delivering this. I'm, try, I'm trying to be joyful, hallelujah, glory to God. I don't want it to be harsh, hallelujah, I want it to be joyful, hallelujah. We, let's celebrate, hallelujah, we're saved, hallelujah, he's coming back for us one day, hallelujah, glory to God. Thank you, Jesus, hallelujah. But next slide, please. Our title today is Contend for the Faith. Contend for the Faith. This is what Jude was urging, this half-brother of Jesus, this brother of Jesus is urging these new Christians to contend for the faith because there were attacks on the Christian doctrine it was newly formed, hallelujah, at least it was a new revelation to the believers at this time, hallelujah, and dare I say, saints, there's an attack, hallelujah, on the Christian point of view today, hallelujah, and if we're not careful, we have things inside of us, hallelujah, thought patterns, hallelujah, Uh, hallelujah, things dropped and seeds dropped by the devil, hallelujah, glory to God, that if we are not careful, we'll be confused about what our Christian walk is all about. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Halle- should I take the shot? Should I not take the shot? Do I get caught up in that? Social justice warrior? should I get caught up in that? Am I Republican? Am I Democrat? Should I get caught up in that? light skin, dark skin, white, black. What's the Christian point of view? We're going to deal with it today, amen? Hallelujah. Help me pray for this controversial thing I'm about to deliver to you today. I already know what it is. Hallelujah. We want God's will. We don't want Pastor Brown's will. We want God's will. Here we go. Father God, we come before you in the matchless name of Jesus. We thank you and praise you, Lord God, because you do all things well. Now, Father God, you have us on this topic today, contend for the faith. And this weight, this uh, assignment, this burden is too great for me. You are the preacher. You are the teacher. Preach today. Teach today. Use me. uh, uh, Minister through me to your people. And nourish us all in our souls, in our spirits today, like never before, that you might get all the praise, the glory, and the honor. We thank you today. We bless you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. Contend. For the faith. Well, brother, pastor, what does this have to do? I, I need to pay my bills. I got problems in my marriage. Brother, pastor, I don't feel like getting up and going to school to do that tomorrow. Lord, I got work issues. The foundation of our walk is what we believe. And it will affect every aspect I just mentioned. Hallelujah of our lives amen let's look at some definitions real quick next slide please hallelujah here we go this word contend what is contend we don't really use that a lot hallelujah except for like in boxing he's a contender hallelujah this word contend amen is a uh, greek word found in the new testament is epi Ghanizame, hallelujah. And it means to contend, hallelujah, or i.e., with skill and commitment in opposing whatever is not of faith. We have to oppose whatever is not of faith. Sometimes what's not of faith is in our mindsets, sometimes it's on the TV, sometimes it's what a friend says, sometimes, hallelujah, uh, it's what a preacher says. We have to know what we stand on. Whatever is not of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Faith being God's persuasion. Hallelujah. God persuaded us to stop being sinners and to be saints. He, by the Holy Spirit, convinced us that, hallelujah, we were in need of him. Hallelujah. By way of the Holy Spirit. It is striving together for the faith of the gospel. Hallelujah. We spoke about the gospel. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Uh, Over the last few weeks. Hallelujah. So, it is opposing what is not of faith. Sometimes I have to ask myself hard questions. Why do you believe that? Certain things I have in my mind. Why, why? do you take that stance? Is this based off of what Christ accomplished at the cross? Let me say this: th- You know, we all have our own opinions, Amen. But what we should agree on is the life, the death, the burial the resurrection, and the appearance of Christ. That's, that's the essential things, hallelujah. Whether you believe there were giants at one time or, uh, 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 or whether you believe uh, you know, that uh, uh, those four leprous men that I spoke about last week, that that really happened, hallelujah. Can we believe on the life, the death, the burial, the resurrection, and the appearance of Christ? Christ. Those are the essential things. Amen. Everything else is non-essential. Hallelujah. You might like chocolate ice cream. I might like vanilla. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Hallelujah. Let's look at faith. We've looked at this many times. Pistis universally is the religious belief of Christians. Hallelujah. Or subjectively the gospel message. What is the gospel message? Justification by faith. So in this context, what Judah is saying is contend for the faith that there is justification by faith. Let's understand that his audience would have followed the law and their ancestors for 1500 years. The law basically is justification or becoming righteous by works or by good deeds. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, let me just go back over this so that we have an understanding. The law is holy, is just and good. It's just that we are not holy, just and good. Uh Uh-oh. I thought I was a good person. And that my stuff doesn't stink. Man is in need of a savior because he can't keep the law on his own. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Justification by faith was under attack during Jude's time. And be quite honest, it's under attack right now. We want to work our way into heaven. If I do if, if, if my good deeds outweigh my bad deeds, then God's got to see the scales and send me to heaven. Doesn't work that way. If you break one if you break the law one time, you're guilty of it all. Hallelujah. God's standard is not bargaining. Well, my good deeds that way, my bad deeds. It doesn't work that way. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he said, contend for the faith, that which was delivered unto you. This word delivered is paradidomi. Hallelujah means to deliver verbally. Amen. The gospel was shared verbally. This justification by faith was shared verbally. Hallelujah. There, yes, there was a Torah at that time, but there was no New Testament during the, during the, uh, the time of Jude. That was compiled later. Amen. People just weren't walking around with Bibles in their hand. Hallelujah. It was shared verbally. Hallelujah. And there was a verbal attack against the gospel. Like, you can't get to heaven that way. You got to pile up your good deeds and make them higher than your, your bad deeds. Hallelujah to God, so next slide, please. So, what's point number one? Hallelujah! Based on these definitions, the essential gospel message is justification by faith, not by works. If you don't remember anything else I say today, please remember that the gospel message is justification by faith. How is that so? Hallelujah! Jesus died and paid for our sins. We believe that he died and paid for our sins, and we believe that he rose from the dead. If we do that, we're justified by our faith, not by the things we do. Does everybody follow that? I hope so. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why is it grace? Because we didn't deserve it. We didn't deserve it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're talking about contend for the faith. Jude was speaking to his newly- uh, converted Christian followers of Christ, hallelujah. They, they, were, uh, they were Jews he was speaking to in his book, hallelujah, and he's telling them to contend for the faith, amen. Don't be trapped and be drugged back into justification by works. Hallelujah, glory to God. And it's real subtle, y'all. It's, it, it, it seeps into our Christian understanding of things. Hallelujah. I'm going to pick on myself. I wasn't a big believer of eating before church. I thought eating before church was unholy. Even into this church, I was still doing it. And somehow I felt like it would be pleasing to God if I didn't eat before I came to church. And where did that come from? It was taught over the pulpit. And I heard it at some point in my life, and I embraced it as something I had to do. In other words, I was trying to earn God's favor through not eating before church. And my honest truth to you is I continue to do that, even over pastor of this Grace Church. I can tell you I didn't do it today. <laughs> I had something to eat today so that I might have enough energy to be used by God to deliver this message. amen? Amen? But it's these subtle things that get caught up in our mindset, our religious point of view. And we engage in these things, hallelujah, because we're not really understanding this justification by faith. That I merely have to believe in what Jesus accomplished at the cross, and that he did, he was resurrected. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Next slide, please. The gospel of grace is not a license to sin. There was a thought then that you guys aren't keeping the law, so now you're just free to sin, huh? And there's a thought with the grace uh, reappearance on the scene in the Christian circles that, Y'all could just go out and free to sin now. No, I'm against, God's against sin. I'm against sin. Hallelujah, glory to God. It's just that I understand now that God paid for my sins, and thus, hallelujah, glory to God, I'm no longer a slave to do the things I used to do. I'm free to follow him as empowered by the Holy Spirit. But let's get into it. The next slide is Jude 1 and 4. Jude says to his audience here, he says, For certain men have crept in stealthily, Uh uh-oh, gaining entrance secretly by a side door. There were people trying to convince these newly converted Jews to being followers of Christ, hallelujah, that they're doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. There's all kinds, you know, when I was in uh, college uh, about 10 years ago, um, you wouldn't believe how many... Gospels are out there. And the point of the course that I was in was to show us these different points of view and that what is truly based on the word and the scripture. All right, there's a political gospel. There's a African-American gospel. There's a this gospel. There's a that gospel. Hallelujah. But what is the gospel? Hallelujah. And these men were uh, coming in trying to Disrupt what these newly converted Jews to followers of Christ believe. Hallelujah. And let me read on. It says Their doom was predicted long ago. Ungodly, impious, profane persons who pervert the grace, the grace being the spiritual blessing and favor of God, into lawless and wanton immorality and disown and deny our sole master and Lord, Jesus Christ, the Messiah. The anointed one, hallelujah. Please don't think that grace gives you a license to sin. Oh, God, I'll just forgive me later. Yes, you are forgiven, hallelujah, but you are no longer operating in grace when you believe that I could just willfully go out here and sin and it's okay. There may not be eternal consequences for you, but certainly... There are earthly things that we suffer when we choose to sin. Hallelujah. Yes, uh, Christian sin. Let's just get it out there. Yes. Online audience, amen, hallelujah. You know this, you see them, you work with them, you're around them. Christian sin. That's not that God is pleased with that. Hallelujah. We are work in progress. Hallelujah. We are all growing. Pastor Brown is growing. Hallelujah. sometimes reluctantly. Let me just be honest with you. Hallelujah. Let's let's not let's be honest here. Amen. Hallelujah. There's certain things, amen. God brings me along kicking and screaming. Let's be honest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. But he never gave me a license. To, even though I'm forgiven of sins, past, present, and future, he's never given me a license, amen, to go out here and just be buck wild. And then to justify it by saying, well, I'm forgiven. Well, hallelujah, if I'm out here buck wild, amen, I'm not being accountable to you. If I'm out here being buck wild, I'm not being accountable to God. I'm not being accountable to my children, hallelujah, to my young adult children, hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm not promoting Christ. And I could possibly confuse someone and cause them to miss out on choosing Christ because I chose to use my liberty to sin. And unfortunately, it's widespread in the church. Even those that are trying to get to heaven through their good law keeping, Christians, on the side. Tipping and dipping. We're going to look at that scripture later. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at this word, hallelujah, uh, uh, pervert. Next slide, please. In the Greek, this word pervert is a word you might have heard me say before metatiphany. Hallelujah. Metatiphany. Hallelujah. And it means, easy for me to say, right? Hallelujah. It means to pervert the the grace of God to license, to seek God. To seek from the grace of God an argument in defense of licentiousness. In other words, like I've been saying, hallelujah, I'm under grace. It don't matter. Let me go ahead and sleep around. You know, there are there, there are pastors that sleep around in their congregation with the single women and sometimes the married women in their congregation. They're using their liberty to sin. God's not pleased with it. And they are perverting the doctrine of grace in that they've been given the license to go and sleep around with women in their church. This is not God. And we have to contend for the faith. This is not what Jesus, Jesus didn't die for me to become the church player. He didn't. Hallelujah. He died that I might share the good news of what he's done for mankind with others. Hallelujah. We all have struggles in our flesh. When you are presented with the struggle, it's like, Lord, I'm going to come to you honest with, honestly. I'm struggling in my flesh right now. I need your help. That's all it takes. And he will help you. He will help you. Instead, we silently struggle in our flesh. We use the grace of God to go out here with secret sins. And the gospel is not spread. And notice, and I tell this to people who work underneath me, somebody's always watching. Mm -hmm. Whether you know it or not, Somebody's always watching. Hallelujah. He said to say this with joy. Hallelujah. Let's get back to joy. Hallelujah. We're saved. We're going to heaven. Hallelujah. He's coming back for us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're the year breakthrough. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Next slide, please. Point number two. Amen. Grace does not give Christians a license to sin, but alerts humankind that their sins, past, present, future, have been paid for by the blood of Jesus. And once Christ is voluntarily Embraced as Lord in the life of an individual, that individual receives salvation through no merit of their own. Hallelujah. That's what grace is. Amen. Hallelujah. Preach, preacher. Yes. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. False teaching exposed the way of Cain, the error of Balaam, and the rebellion of Korah. Brother, Pastor, what are you talking about with this? Hallelujah. We're going to look at it in the next scripture. Hallelujah. We're talking about contending for the faith. Hallelujah. We're talking about there's a lot of opposing opinions inside and outside of the church. Things we experience every day. Things that we digest every day and take inside of us. Information that is not consistent with the Bible revelation of Christ and him dying and being resurrected for our sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Next slide, please. Let's look at Jude 1 and 11. We're jumping down several scriptures, but we're in the same chapters, only one chapter of Jude. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And this is Jude. He's getting a little stronger with his, his message here. Hallelujah. And then notice his old New Testament, too. He says, woe to them. Uh-oh. For they have run righteously in the way of Cain. He's speaking about those people that I read earlier that have crept into the church stealthily. They've run the way of Cain. They have, a, have abandoned themselves for the sake of gain, hallelujah, or money. It offers them following, th- and, and they're following the of Balaam and have perished in the rebellion like that of Korah. Hallelujah. And those are the scriptural reference right there, down there. I'm reading the Amplified Classic version. What is Jude saying about these men that have snuck in and tried to Pervert the minds of the new believers in Christ in Jerusalem. What is he saying? What is the way of Cain? What is the era of Balaam? And what is the rebellion of Korah? Hallelujah. Well, real quickly, holiday, we know Cain from Cain and Abel. Hallelujah. Uh, Balaam was that prophet holiday, that was hired to try to curse Israel as they were traveling through the wilderness. Hallelujah. And Korah rolls up against Aaron and Moses in the wilderness. Hallelujah. And trying to say, no, don't follow Aaron and Moses. Follow me. Hallelujah. L- Next slide, please. Let's get into it more detailed and how does it apply to contend for the faith. Hallelujah. The way of Cain is denying the need for the blood of Christ to pay for one's sins and believing in righteousness by works. Cain came to God with an offering of the things he grew out the ground. He didn't believe that he was, hallelujah, a sinner, amen, and that he could present to God the works of his hands as an offering to say, hallelujah, here I am, hallelujah. Abel knew that he was a sinner and brought a fatling, amen, and slayed it and presented blood before God because he knew he was a sinner. Every religion in the world outside of Christianity, every philosophy in the world outside of Christianity tries to approach God in their own good works. They're looking for a bloodless redemption. They're trying to buy their way into heaven based on their works. It's the way of Cain. I'm keenly aware of my imperfections every day. I'm not under condemnation, but I know it's the blood. Every blessing that I have is the blood. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, people used to tell me for years, you know, you a tither. You know, god got to bless you. Like God's under some obligation, hallelujah, because of my good work. Listen, I'm going to believe in tithing. I'm a, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, I'm a believer, amen. I do tie my family ties. amen, glory to God, but I'm under no illusion that I can twist God's arm and make him do something. Uh, you know, we can turn tithe into a work instead of a form of worship or a response of what God did first. Hallelujah, glory to God. You know, people were always trying to pump me up of how good a man I was. No, 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 it's how good a man Jesus was. Because y'all don't know me in my moments of struggle. Because I don't show them to you. The way of Cain. He was saying these men that are trying to infiltrate the church were trying to get you to be like Cain in trying to gain entrance into heaven or please God through the works of the flesh. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The of Balaam is believing a Christian can be blessed one moment and cursed the next. Uh-oh. I've been in this building when over this pulpit we were called cursed. I'm not here to beat anybody up. I'm not here to send anybody to hell. But I'm telling you the truth about how Christian mentality is. Balaam was trying to curse the children of Israel, but he could not curse what God had blessed. Once we are saved, we're in relationship with God. We are not cursed. Well, you know, brother pastor, you know, I got a generational curse in my family. Even if that's true, that curse doesn't apply to you because you're under the blood. You can't curse blood, the blood of Jesus. And let's be honest, sometimes we've entertained. Is my family cursed? Am I cursed? It's the way of Balaam. He was hired to curse Israel. And was taken up into a high mountain. But when he looked down on Israel. (laughs) Israel was encamped. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And the way God had Moses lead them to be encamped in the wilderness was in the shape of a cross. (laughs) When he saw the cross, he could not curse Israel. We are under the blood that Jesus shed at the cross. We are not cursed one minute and blessed the next. Hallelujah. It doesn't work that way. We are blessed. Contend for the faith. I'm blessed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you know, you didn't have on your three-piece suit today. So you, you cursed today. The, the Holy Spirit left you. No, He said He'd be a. Jesus said the Holy Spirit would abide with us forever. This doctrine of cursed one minute and blessed the next is not Christian. It is not a faith. The rebellion of Korah. I got to hurry up. Amen. We got a ways to go. The rebellion, of Korah is the belief that there is no need for Christ as our high priest. Under the Old Testament, if the high priest lived right and carried out his duties on the day of atonement, the people were good with God. In the same way, our high priest, Jesus the Christ, is the beloved son of God, So, beloved Son of God, we Christians too are in constant favorite position with our Heavenly Father. So, our high priest, Jesus Christ, is good with God. We're good with God. There was an attack against Jesus being our high priest. To the Jewish thinking, if Jesus is not the high priest, then we're not good, we're not okay. But if he is, in fact, our high priest and he pleased God, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And and it says in uh, Ephesians 1 and 7, we're accepted in the beloved, beloved son of God. If Jesus is good with God, then we're good. Why? We're in Christ. So these are the three of the attacks that, hallelujah, these these. People, these men were making against these early believers, and these are the attacks that we face as modern day Christians. Hallelujah, glory to God a We are righteous by faith, we don't operate in the way of Cain b we're not cursed one minute as a Christian and then blessed the next. hallelujah we don't operate in the error of balaam it's an error to think we're ever cursed as Christians. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, and lastly, hallelujah, glory to God. Jesus is our high priest that stands in a favored position with God. Matter of fact, he sits on with Father God. He is God himself, God the Son. He sits on the right hand of God, hallelujah, glory to God. As he, a man sits on the right hand side of God, this God man, as he's favored, so are we favored. You always stand in the favored position before God. You don't lose it, even when we mess up. You don't think God knows we're going to mess up? I'm not telling you he's pleased with it. I'm not telling you we have a license to sin. But I'm telling you he understands us. He knows us. And this is why Jesus paid for our sins past, present, and future. He knew you going to mess up. He knew you going to meet Johnny or Jane. And one thing would lead to another. I'm not saying he's pleased with it. I'm telling you he made provision for it, Hallelujah. Oh, I would be thrown out of 100% of the churches <laughs> and other places. I'm telling you the word. Amen. Next slide, please. I'm going to hurry up a little bit. Hallelujah. Navigating the challenges of being a Christian in this fallen world. Oh, oh How do we do it? How do we, you know, I got people that want to tell me dirty jokes. You know, come on. Yo, Rob, come on. I got something on. to tell you. Listen, listen. There was, this, there was this priest and this woman. One time I was working on this one job I told this testimony before they were all looking at pornos in the truck that I was in headed to a job site come on yo Rob look at this you better look at this how do we operate as Christians in the fallen world do I take a look at the porno nobody else is going to see except the dudes in this truck and I bet she is pretty Saints, I had to physically look down to the floor and not look up until they stopped. Was it easy? No. Did I want to fit in? Yes. Did I want it to be liked? Yes. Was our minister working on a secular job? Yes, I still work on a secular job. These are, how do we navigate the challenges of being a Christian in the fallen world? that you single, you don't have somebody in your life, girl. I bet that thing is dusty right now. I'm telling you truth. I'm telling you things that we deal with and that we face. You better find you a man. Ain't no men in that church. Girl, get this man. You know he drink a little bit and he you know he got a few women on the side, but you better get you a man. How do we navigate as Christians? in this fallen, and yes, it is fallen, world. Next slide, please. What's Jude say in verse 20 and 21? He says, but you, beloved, build yourselves up. Build yourselves up. Build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Faith in what? Faith in what Jesus did. Make progress, rise like an edifice, higher and higher. Praying in the Holy Spirit. Praying. How do you build yourself up on your most holy faith? Praying in the Holy Spirit. Guard and keep yourselves in the love of God. If I am going back and forth like God loves me one minute, he doesn't love me the next minute, or I'm cursed one minute, I'm not not in the love of God. Expect and patiently wait for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, which will bring you into uh, unto eternal life. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. Next verse. Verse twenty-two says, "Refute so as to convict some who dispute with you, and some have mercy on and ha- and on some have mercy who waver and doubt. That the strong must help fortify the weak. Strive to save others, snatching them out of the fire." On others take pity, but with fear, loathing even the garment spotted by the flesh and polluted by their sensuality. That's a whole lot going on there. And let's just go to the next slide. i got to go through this quickly. Hallelujah. Let's look up, build up. Hallelujah. It's a Greek word, epokodimio. Hallelujah. And it means appropriately build on, following a plan with pre-designed, pre-defined specifications hallelujah resting on your most holy faith as a foundation make progress rise like an edifice higher and higher so when we pray when we take the time to pray in the holy spirit hallelujah he prays the perfect prayers hallelujah sometimes our prayers have Uh, Human carnal aspects to them. Hallelujah. But he prays the perfect prayer. And as we engage in taking the time to pray in the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. It helps us to grow like a building, like an edifice to mature. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The church has taught us about ecstatic prayers. We and we get into all that which is wonderful. I'm not down in that. That's wonderful. We need a little joy in our lives. We need the joy unspeakable and full of glory. But there's also the aspect of praying in the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, that helps us to mature because He prays the perfect prayer. Sometimes He's praying for you. Your mouth is moving, but He's praying for you and your growth, and your stability. Hallelujah, glory to God. Point four, next slide please. Hallelujah, there's four points here. Make time to pray in the Holy Spirit in order to mature in your Christian walk. Two, remind yourself that God loved, loved you so much that Christ came and sacrificed his life as payment for your sins and imperfections. We're always looking for that woman or that man, that, will you die for me? Well, somebody did die for you, his name is Jesus Christ. Do you love me enough to die for me? He did. More than likely they won't. <laughs> we're all looking out for ourselves as human beings. Number three, remember that Christ will return for you one day. That's a hope I hold on to. He's coming back. It ain't always going to be like this. He's coming back for me. Number four, make it a priority to share the true gospel message with others, being mindful to have mercy on those struggling with sin. So we have to, you know, everybody's not perfect. There's people struggle, have a sincere struggle. So we got to be mindful of that and show mercy to them. Those that are truly struggling. I'm not talking those that are willfully getting engaging in um, iniquities. Iniquity is, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway. Someone struggling is, you know, they, 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 they have a habit. They have an addiction. They have... Something that is out of their bodily control that they really need God to come in and help them with. Hallelujah. While at the same time, their body chemistry could be off. Whatever it is. Hallelujah. While at the same time, avoid justifying a license to sin. And we do this. We justify Hallelujah. If it's my favorite player on one of my sports team and he gets caught up in something because I so badly want him to play and win for my team, I justify that he beat up his wife last night and that he needs to play. I'm giving you an example from my own life. Hallelujah. But there are people in our lives that we know by way of the Holy Ghost that ain't doing right. And we say, well, you know, Uh, They really didn't mean to smack up their wife. (laughs) We can't justify that. Somebody struggling with. Gender identity. They need the Holy Ghost. We can't convince them. Without words. They they need the Holy Spirit. Just like we need the Holy Spirit. To go from sinner to saint. To persuade us. Supernaturally. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Struggling with sin at the same time, avoiding justifying license to sin or being a victim of sin ourselves. We're talking about contending for the faith. I can't contend for the faith if I still have heavy struggles and thoughts that don't line up with being grounded in the faith or the justification by faith. Hallelujah. God. Next slide, please. I'm hurrying up. Grace expels unrighteousness from your life. We talk about grace. People talk about grace, giving us a license to sin. It actually does the opposite. It expels or gets rid of unrighteousness from your life. How does that happen? Next slide, please. Romans 6.14. This is Paul speaking to the church at Rome. I'm reading from the Amplified Classic Version. He says, for sin shall not Any longer exert dominion over you. So he's saying, you know, he's talking to Christians, sin shouldn't have, you know, won't exert dominion over you anymore. Since now you are not under the law as slaves, but under grace. As subjects of God's favor and mercy. See, if I'm still struggling with this law grace thing, and I tend to, because of my religious history, lean towards law more than grace, hallelujah. I can still struggle with sin. Because the whole purpose of the law was to, it's law, the law is a mirror. The Ten Commandments and all the 614 other laws are a mirror to show man his sinfulness. When man attempts to keep the law and cannot, hallelujah, and men, man gets frustrated and says, I'm in need of something else, that need is a savior, hallelujah. Then in turn, hallelujah, I turn away from myself and my own works. I look to Jesus, hallelujah, and hallelujah, if I'm open to it, I allow the Holy Spirit to empower me to live the holy life that I could not do in my own strength. Hallelujah, I know that's a mouthful, Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's look at this word dominion real quick. Koryou, uh, hallelujah. It means to be Lord of, rule over, have dominion over, exercise lordship over us. So under grace, sin does not exercise lordship over us anymore. If I am still struggling with this law and grace thing, hallelujah, and I'm more law than grace, hallelujah, then sin has a stronghold in my life, even though I'm attempting to live holy. So every one of you, your grandmother told you to keep your legs crossed and don't be with them boys. Hallelujah. She was essentially speaking the law over you. Amen. And you know what happened in your own life. I don't even need to speak it. Something that's holy, just, and good. When presented to us as human beings who are unholy, we can't keep it. Only God can keep it. And he keeps it through us by way of the Holy Spirit. We're talking about contending for the faith. Next slide, please. Point number five. I got to hurry up. If the seed of grace is embraced by you, it will result in a holy lifestyle. You recognize I was a sinner. I am saved by grace. And now I need God to empower me to live the holy life. That's where you live the holy lifestyle. Amen. Only Christ can live holy. And he lives holy through you by way of the Holy Spirit. You can't live holy on your own. And sometimes we say, yeah, Brother Pastor, I did this, I did this. But yeah, you also did this, you did that, and you did that. But what we do is we justify those things. Well, I was in love. You know, we weren't married, but I was in love. We add love to it to try to clean up the sin. Hallelujah. We talk about contending for the faith. Why? The church is under attack. And if you're not clear in what the foundation of what we believe is, hallelujah, the church will never meet the heights that it's supposed to, because we've still got worldly mindsets and non-gospel mindsets in the church, and we can't meet, and we, you know, where's the miracles, amen? We talked about, hallelujah, over the last few weeks, amen, Paul healed that man, hallelujah, because he saw that the man had faith, the faith was imparted unto him by hearing the gospel message. Where are the miracles? We've got we, we to sell out to justification by Faith. And we will see the miracles. Amen. Next slide, please. Attempting to keep the law in your own strength will promote unrighteousness. This sounds counterintuitive. It sounds like it's not right. It sounds like Pastor Brown is speaking a heresy or false doctrine. Let me show you the scripture. Next slide, please. 1 Corinthians 15, uh, 56, and although I'm about to read the New Living Translation, read it in King James, read it in Amplified, read it in whatever, Hallelujah it's going to say the same thing, hallelujah. This is Paul speaking, the most prolific writer of the New Testament and a major spreader of the gospel. He says, for if he's speaking to the church here at Corinth, for sin is the sting that results in death, hallelujah. So sin stings us, and that sting results in death. And the law gives sin its power. The King James says, the strength of sin is the law. So this is not me making stuff up to try to to, to trick you because your old pastor told you this and told you that. I'm telling you what Paul is saying over 2,000 years ago. For sin is the sting that results in death. We all know that. the, The law gives sin its power. What? As I mentioned to you before, In our state as human beings, apart from the Holy Spirit, we're incapable of keeping the law. The law is holy. The law is just. The law is good, as it mentions in Romans 7. But we don't have the morality to keep the law. Next slide, please. I'm hurrying up. Human beings being unholy, humans being unholy beings in their current state, I'm going to say this again. Y'all don't like it. You don't agree with me. You believe it's my opinion. Man is inherently evil. We have not total, but there is a great amount of anarchy in the world. On the road yesterday and on Friday night, I saw a whole lot of anarchy. <laughs> People not signaling, people cutting people off, there was no dangerous conditions. I ran and there was so many accidents. The accidents came because people believed they could just do what they want to on the road. It is, it, it, it was, there was no ice, there was no freezing weather. It's just people just bugging out. Hallelujah. Man is unholy apart from God. Hallelujah. That's what it is. Human beings being unholy beings, humans being unholy beings in their current state cannot keep the holy law of God in their own strength. Attempting to do so will only result in more sin. Hallelujah. As humans do and uh, sins as humans do not have the ability or morality to keep the law. It is only by way of the abiding presence of the Holy Spirit given by grace to the believer in Christ that humans can be empowered to live Holy. Holiness is not a three piece suit. Holiness is not snakeskin shoes. Holiness is not wearing white to church. Jesus even said, You, you speaking to the Pharisees, he you said, You're white in sepulchres or white in tombs. Holiness is achieved by the Holy Spirit, who we've relegated to dancing and shouting. The, the, the You know, the devil's not, he's not phased with us shouting and dancing. Shouting and dancing is wonderful. So Pastor Brown's not doubting or downing, shouting and dancing and having a good time in church. I want us to have a good time in church. I don't think we have enough good time in church, to be honest with you. You know, hallelujah, praise and worship should be joyous and Dancing and celebratory, hallelujah, glory to God, and all throughout church, not just praise and worship during the word, during our fellowship afterwards, hallelujah, glory to God, but the Holy Spirit's job mostly is to live the life of Christ in us, to manifest the life of Christ in us, that when we dance, when we shout, we also live the holy lifestyle outside of church because he empowers us to do so. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Or causes us to flee from situations that we're not strong in. There was a point when I stopped drinking, hallelujah, where I just couldn't walk to the back of the store. That's where the the alcohol was. He empowered me to do it. I didn't do it in my own strength. So prior to the Holy Spirit's control, I'm going to the back of the store. Under age. Under 21. Under 21. I apologize to my parents over and over again. Hallelujah. Thank God for the blood. Mother giving testimony that my son loves beer in church. Listen, I, you know, I've embarrassed her. You know, these are things that I did and I own. Hallelujah. But thank God. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit em- empowers me to not walk to the back of the store. Hallelujah. Glory to God. If I'm going to the back, I'm getting a ginger ale or a seltzer now. Hallelujah. Lord of God, that does not mean that drinking is a sin like we've talked about, but being drunk, inebriated, losing control of your motor skills. Hallelujah. So be not drunk with wine whereas' excess, but be filled with the spirit. Hallelujah. Many of us, hallelujah, as human beings, and I'm not talking about it specifically here. Hallelujah. Those things that we've made cool, like getting high and marijuana is the big thing now. Hallelujah. And alcohol and all these things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. It is a way of not being filled with the Spirit, but being filled with wine, being filled with drugs. It is a, a, a counterfeit to the filling of the Holy Spirit in our lives. I have been in events where uh, my, my friends have inebriated themselves to cope with difficult times. Instead of leaning on the Spirit, we lean on natural things. And it's not God. It's not so much that the things that God put on the, in the ground to make to grow are bad. It's how we use them. Hallelujah. Next slide, please. I'm trying to hurry up. Ultimately, we must recognize that it is Christ that maintains our favorite position before Father God, and we will return and, and will return to take us to heaven. Hallelujah. Next slide, Jude 124, Amplified Version Still. It says, Now to him who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling. We know that many churches use this as a benediction or ending prayer. Hallelujah. And to present you blem- unblemished. But let's, let's really think about, let me go back and start it again. Now to him. Him being Christ, who is able to keep you without stumbling or slipping or falling. In other words, in Christ, we're going to heaven. We can't blow it. And to present you unblemished, blameless, and faultless before the presence of his glory. So under his blood, hallelujah, which we are, we're presented unblemished, blameless, and faultless. We're like the bride, hallelujah, in Ephesians 6, amen, that's without that spot and wrinkle. All that's because of the blood, not because of our performance. Hallelujah. Although it is good to live holy, being empowered by the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Before the presence of his glory, in triumph, joy, and exaltation, with unspeakable ecstatic delight. It is God that saved us. It is God that keeps us. Our role is to allow ourselves to be kept. Hallelujah. Glory to God. On this side of heaven, we're going to heaven regardless. If you're saved, you sincerely receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You're going to heaven regardless of what you do. You may have earthly consequences. For I rob a bank. I'm going to jail, and I can spend the rest of my life in jail, but I'll be saved. Hallelujah. I'll be separated from my family, separated from my wife, separated from my mother, separated from you. Hallelujah. I will be surfer- suffering earthly challenges. I am still saved. I'm going to heaven. Hallelujah. But my punishment will be on this side of heaven. Hallelujah. Because I've made a choice that is not in keeping with Being a benefit to society. Robbing a bank. But it's God that keeps us. I mean Jesus that keeps us. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Your way to heaven is secure. In Christ. This is contending for the faith. This is understanding. Whose you are. Hallelujah. Any argument against that is. The way of Cain, that you get to heaven through doing good works. Yes, we should live holy. We've talked about that today. But ultimately, we get to heaven, to him that's able to keep us from stumbling, slipping, or falling. This is talking about a more, this is not the day to day stuff he's talking about. He's talking about us going to heaven. Like we can't blow it. Point number seven. Next slide, please. Christ saved us maintains our favorite position before Father God and will usher us us into heaven during the rapture. This is all made possible because of his his blood paid for our sins. We embrace the truth of his death and resurrection. And our status as the favorite of God in Christ cannot be undone because the new covenant is eternal in nature. In other words, when God makes an agreement and says he's going to do something, he will not overturn it. That's who he is. I have to turn the corner. Everybody has their own situations and circumstances. Hallelujah. I'm using this example because it's the first thing that's popping in my mind. I believe it to be the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is why God's against divorce. If I make a covenant before him and people with this woman, It reflects God's point of view of how he made a commitment to us through Christ. If I say, well, you know, I woke up one day and I just don't love you anymore. And this happens with human beings. I just don't love you anymore. Because we didn't base us getting married on the concept of covenant and that it is forever. We based it on human concepts that have nothing to do with the gospel. Based on, I'm gonna stay with you as long as I have feelings for you. And when those feelings go, because I saw an Instagram model with a big butt and big boobs, and I called that love, then what I just did when I got married, it wasn't, it was about Hollywood. Boy meets girl, we fell in love. And as long as the love is there or the feeling is there, we're going to be together. God, when we understand God in his covenant, we cannot lose our salvation because once he makes a commitment to us and we make a commitment to him, it is cannot be undone. We as human beings, amen, are the only beings in the universe that don't obey God. Remain in his image and likeness. God wants to be chosen. Even fallen angels won't go beyond so much. We as human beings, we don't obey God. We do what we want to do. Next slide, please. How do we contend for the faith? We're ending right here. Hallelujah. How do we contend for the faith? How do we do this on a day-to-day basis? Hallelujah. I'm doing this. I'm trying to pick it back up, but we do it with joy. Hallelujah. 1230. Amen. Next slide, please. How do we do this? I'm reading out of Timothy. Timothy is a pastoral book. Amen. Paul was trying to teach Timothy how to carry on. Paul knew his life was was soon his earthly life was soon to end, and he needed someone to continue to carry the gospel message on. Amen. To 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 be the pastor at the church at Ephesus eventually. Hallelujah. He was trying to pass on his his uh, spiritual legacy on to Timothy. Hallelujah. And what does he say to Timothy? He says, "Fight the good fight for faith, for true faith. It's a fight." This all, like I told you, is very confusing. There's a lot of ideas coming at each of us every day. Whether it's from our culture, whether it's from the news, whether it's from our coworkers, there's a lot of things coming at us, but fight the good fight of faith. I'm going to continue to believe that Jesus came and died for my sins and that ultimately, amen, it's about me believing, you know, my I believed in him. Hallelujah. I'm justified or I'm made righteous by faith. Hold tightly to the eternal life to which God has called you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We, we, listen, nothing can take eternal life from you. If it, if it can be taken from you, it was not eternal life. It was temporary life. <sighs> hallelujah. Which you have declared so well before many witnesses. I'm jumping down to verse 20 now. I'm going from verse 12 to verse 20. Timothy, guard what God has entrusted to you. Today I'm entrusting this. to God told me I'm entrusting this with all of us today. This is what he told me to share with you. I'm I'm, I'm entrusting you with these valuable jewels. You might have wanted to hear it. You might not have wanted to hear it. Whatever You might be bored, whatever it is. But I th- what I'm giving you today from the Lord are valuable pieces of information. Avoid godless, foolish discussions with those who oppose you with their so-called knowledge. Now, back then, there was Greek philosophy and things like that. Today, You know, we're talking about the universe. Well, the universe brought me good things, you know. Instead of calling him God, we say universe. And these people believe they have uh, knowledge. Hallelujah. Some people have wandered from the faith by following such foolishness. May God's grace be with you all. Hallelujah. Next slide, and we end in here. Hallelujah. Point number eight is fully embrace the truth of the gospel, righteousness by faith in Christ, passionately share the good news with others, and guard value the knowledge of the gospel you have, you have avoiding the foolish arguments of humans' effort-based Path to salvation. Next slide. Final slide. Contend for the faith. Listen, this is not a cult, and Pastor Brown's not a cult leader. Each one of you have to make a decision of what you believe. My opinion doesn't matter. What I think doesn't matter if it's not rooted in the gospel. there's some things in all of our lives that are not rooted in the gospel. Their thoughts, their opinions, their points of view. You may say, what does it matter? I'm going to heaven already. That point of view may stop somebody else from going to heaven. So what do you care? You're going to heaven. Listen, if somebody else had had that point of view and it caused you not to go to heaven because you didn't choose Christ, you would be forever doomed. We want to do everything in our power to flow with God, and none of us are perfect, and his grace is there for our imperfection, that we allow the true message of the gospel to not only be through the things we say to others, but through our lifestyle. If you have struggles, there's no better time than now. And I mean now, I don't mean during the service per se. I mean now in your life to take those before the Lord and ask for help. If you justify those things that you do, you will continue to struggle. Hallelujah. I just ta- I shared with us about the eating thing before service. That was a stronghold. I felt for in order for God to use me I couldn't eat before church. That was a religious stronghold and unbeknownst to me that was a work of the flesh attempting to be righteous through something I did. Is there an argument to be made that preaching on an empty stomach might benefit me because I don't get full and I'm not bloated. Yes, there's an argument to be made, but generally my point of view wasn't that. It was I was trying to kind of show myself holy by it. We all have these challenges, but moving forward, we want to see that building go up. We want to see people saved. We want to see people with extreme cases of whatever they're dealing with, sin and and, and all. We want to see miracles when people step through this door, whatever door we're at, whatever place we're at. We got to be on the same page about the gospel and the simple message is justification or being made righteous by faith and faith alone I'm done. Hallelujah. Contend for the faith. Contend for the faith. I had to ask myself some tough questions. And then admit when I'm wrong. Hallelujah. Real quick, because of time, let's do the communion real quick. Amen. Those of you that are home, if you have your bread and your wine, please take that out right now. Hallelujah. Each of us here have it. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you want to read along with me, I'm coming out of 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24. The communion... We're not making it to a work. This will not get me into heaven. But this is a celebration and a declaration of what Christ did at the cross. Amen. It's a reminder. It is a choice to worship. All right. Partaking of the tree of life. Amen. Jesus. Hallelujah. Is the tree of life. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And my healing. Hallelujah your healing. Amen. I hear rappers opening. Hop- hallelujah. Rappers. I'm not talking about hip-hop rappers. I'm talking about rappers on the communion. Uh, casing or whatever that's called. Cup. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me begin reading. It says, when he had given thanks, he break it. I'm breaking my bread here hallelujah like his body was broken and said this do in remembrance of me let's partake of the bread which represents the broken body of Jesus Christ we remember your death as we partake of this bread Amen. After the same manner, also he took the cup, which he supped, saying, "This cup is the new testament in my blood." So the new testament is based on the blood of Jesus. This do ye as or the new new agreement. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me. And let's remember, remember Jesus setting His blood to pay for our sins as we partake. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you Lord. His blood paid for my healing. His blood paid for my sins. His blood gave me access to every promise of the Bible. Nothing. It's not me. It's all him and not me. It's all him and not you. Hallelujah. And we thank God for the Holy Communion. Hallelujah. Not the communion. Excuse me. The Lord's Supper. Take that back. Hallelujah. The Lord's Supper. Amen. Real quickly, amen. Uh, let me speak to my online audience, amen. If you've been impacted, amen, by this message today, and you understand that your concept of getting to heaven was by way of being a good person, I'm not saying this to offend you, but none of us are good, including Pastor Brown, amen. The only good one is Jesus Christ, hallelujah. And if you want this, rela- and then the reason the world is in the state of as it is, because man is operating under the assumption that he is good, and that he is doing good things. In the meantime, hallelujah, we're crashing into each other. Amen. Racism and uh, rich against poor, uh, Republicans against Democrats. Hallelujah. Big CEOs of multinational companies against uh, unions. All these things, a man is crashing into each other. And we live in a world that is fallen because it's chosen to take the path without God and then blame God for the state of. The world, listen. I'm here to give you an olive, olive, olive branch today, amen. Olive branch of peace that God loves you, God wants to be a part of your life. But you have to make a decision for Christ. The way we get to God is through His Son, Jesus Christ. Jesus came, God put on flesh, hallelujah, died, paid for our sins, our imperfections, that we might have the opportunity to have a relationship with God. As he always intended for man to have it, amen. If that's you and you want to be a part of the family of God, please say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Please forgive me of all sins, transgressions, and iniquities, as well as general imperfections. I believe you died for my sins. I believe you died for my imperfections. I believe you rose from the dead on the third day as the evidence that your death was full payment for my sins. And my imperfections. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name. And if you're in agreement with that prayer. And are fully invested in being a part of the family of God. Say amen. Hallelujah. Lord God I want to be the first to welcome you to the family of God. I'm not here to tell you that heaven will. That earth will suddenly become heaven. Amen. You will still have challenges in life. But you have someone you can lean on now. And that is the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He is God the Son. God is a complex being, a complex unity. One being, three persons. Amen. Yes, it doesn't make sense to you and I. Hallelujah. But he is a being beyond our understanding. Amen. Hallelujah. And he loves you. And that's why he reached out to you today through this broadcast hallelujah so welcome welcome please find a church home where they preach Jesus and Jesus alone if you want to continue to join us we're always here at 11:30 a.m. every Sunday morning real quick we need your help amen and this is not me being a charlatan or anything or it always comes back to money but in order for the gospel to spread we need your donation we need your investment we need your help hallelujah on this planet the use of money is still happening amen and we need your money, your financial gift, your donation, your investment in order to continue to spread the gospel, in order to continue to have services like that. So you can help us in three ways, amen, here at the Living Waters Christian Center. You can give online at lwccgrace.org forward slash donations. Once again, that's lwcc.org forward slash donations. There you can make a tax-deductible donation to help the Living Waters Christian Center continue to share the good news about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And to contend for the faith. Amen. Hallelujah. Way number two, if you feel uncomfortable with digital transactions, you can make a donation through the mail. You can mail us at Living Waters Christian Center, P.O. Box 115, Amityville, New York, 11701. Once again, it's on your screen now. It's P.O. Box It's Living Waters Christian Center, PO Box 115, Abneyville, New York, 11701. And the third way you can make a contribution or donation is with your presence. You can join us here at the Living Waters Christian Center. We're located at 15 Albany Avenue, Abneyville, New York, 11701. Once again, you can join us here at the Living Waters Christian Center. Our current address is 15 Albany Avenue, Abneyville, New York, 11701. Our services are at 11 a.m. We would love to see you and fellowship with you. We are... Erring on the side of caution in our church. We are still wearing masks, except for me as the pastor, as I speak after the service is over, my mask will go back on. Hallelujah. We are social distancing. We have ventilation. We have an overflow room. We are taking temperatures at the door. When things change, we will change with it. Amen. None of us, uh, uh, you know, are, are happy about wearing masks. Hallelujah. However, glory to God. When the powers that be in the government say that we can take them off, we will take them off, hallelujah, and get back to what we were before and beyond. Amen. So God bless you. Amen. Let me pray over these offerings. Hallelujah. Real quick. Hallelujah. And then we will dismiss. Father God, we thank you and praise you for the seed we sow. We sow it for the upkeep and expansion of your kingdom. We sow it in support of contending for the faith in this crazy world. Hallelujah. With all of his philosophies and doctrines, Lord God. We contend for the faith, so we sow this money, Lord God, on behalf and support of the gospel message, righteousness by faith. Hallelujah. Father God, bless what these financial contributions to made that we're making today, Lord God. Let us bring back from this donation a 30-fold return, a 60-fold return, a 100-fold return, a million-fold return on that which we invest in support of of the gospel. This return could be in the form of finances returning to us or most importantly in souls coming to the kingdom. We thank you today. We praise you and we bless you. In Jesus' name, somebody say amen. So God bless you to our online audience. We love you. We'll be back here next week at 1130 a.m. Hallelujah. Remember, that it's, daily, uh, it's, it's standard time now, so the sun will go down sooner. Hallelujah. So enjoy the day as best you can. We love you. Most importantly, God loves you. We'll see you next week at 1130. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for joining us at I Am Robert A. Brown Ministries. We hope the message blessed you and unveiled the love of Christ to you in a greater way. God bless.